spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99, plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. You there. This is Dave and Jason. Hey. From DC On Screen. It's that time again. We need help from you to grow our show. But keep listening because there's something in it for you. Give us a five-star written review on iTunes for a chance to win a free DC trade paperback, DVD, or Blu-ray valued at $15 or less. One in ten will win. The winner will be randomly selected with a number generator on random.org and announced on one of our news episodes. It's pretty simple, really. Free stuff. Hooray! Anyway, yeah, seriously, do that. It helps us a lot. It's, like, so good. Anyway, sit back. Enjoy this brand new episode of DC On Screen. Welcome into DC On Screen, a show about the DC Universe properties on film and television. I am your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hey! This is episode 225. This is a news episode, one of our weekly news episodes. It's going to be a little more rapid fire than normal. We got stuffs to do. Uh, so, <laughs> um, a lot of stuff happened. If we don't get to something that happened today, we'll get it next week. Sorry. We usually always get it at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I do have some stuff that dropped today, but I didn't actually get a chance to check everything today. But uh, we actually have, like, eight days of stuff, so. <laughs> yeah. Surprised it wasn't longer. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, first up, WB has released, or slated, two untitled WB event films. One for nine twenty seven nineteen and one for two seven twenty. So September and February, those are kind of weird slots. I'm assuming one of those is probably going to be the Batman. Yeah. Or whatever they wind up calling it. They can put that anywhere they want. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that, that's going to do just fine no matter where. It. Everyone liked him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, Affleck was saying earlier that, you know, he'd, we even reported that he'd kind of backtracked and said, like, oh, there's no Batman film. But I think that was part of a that was part of a video that I'll talk about a little later. I, it was a bit, um, and it was a I think it was kind of a joke, honestly. Um, oh yeah, that, yeah, that part of what he was saying. Also, um, Joe Manganiello was being interviewed by Entertainment Tonight, and he said that what's coming up next is he's he says Batman's shooting in the spring, and he says it very nonchalantly. He wasn't even dropping a bomb. He was just like, oh, yeah, I mean, Batman shooting in the spring, and then after that, I've got blah, 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 and like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, as long as we get the info. So there's that. Um, so now the slate looks like Wonder Woman, June 2nd, 2017, 
Justice League, November 17th, 2017. Aquaman, July 27th, 2018. The Flash, March 16th, 2018. Untitled DC Film, October 5th, 2018. Shazam, April 5th, 2019. Justice League 2, June 14th, 2019. Untitled DC Film, November 1st, 2019. Cyborg, April 3rd, 2020. And Green Lantern Corps, July 24th, 2020. That's, God, that's something to look forward to. Right? I mean, uh, Zack Snyder uh, so also Justice League is so Facebook close page. too when you really think about it. Oh, it is. It absolutely is. Um, I, I'm just excited, man. I don't mm-hmm. even know. I don't mm-hmm. even know what. And when you start putting it, throwing in, you know, Marvel stuff on top of this. Yeah. If you've never heard this show, we like Marvel too. So I mean, deeply. <laughs> just all of the I things. Mean, they're just days until <laughs> Doctor Strange, and I, my ass will be there. The Probably really Thursday night. The only thing we really sneer at these days is the 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 fox the fox stuff it's just why just give it back to marvel <laughs> <laughs> except for deadpool which was delightful which did just fine keep doing what you're doing there um but like, I said, cable. like i said a second ago Zack snyder started his own face started his facebook page uh he does not yet have a hundred thousand views a hundred thousand likes which is surprising it's like at ninety five thousand. so go over there and do <laughs> that um they released suicide squad how it should have ended did you see this thing? I did. <laughs> it's funny. They it's always are. And there, you know, there are a lot of funny jokes, a lot of good points made about how the movie failed. My my favorite was <laughs> what is, is that a water telling. pistol you're holding? Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I, um, I my not to spoil anything, but the best part is uh, Joker singing. Right. Right. That was uh, brilliant. Yeah. Well, okay. If it's been released, we're going to spoil it on this show. That's, you know, we, I meant to say that at the beginning, but that's oh, true. Okay. Just, I'm glad okay. I prompted you then in case we did so, something. <laughs> there's that. And also, yeah, the I started I started a joke thing from the Joker that you're right. talking about was then, <laughs> my favorite part. <laughs> but then they cut all my scenes. <laughs> and I finally see well, no, the joke was That's not me. true. My favorite part was um, Deadshot's collar. Get jiggy, with get it. jiggy with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Diablo's just got a giant question mark on his face. Yeah. I also love that, uh, you know, at the superhero bar, they're like, so wait a minute, you you killed the villain after you saved the world. Right. <laughs> Bouncer, throw them out. Um, so Suicide Squad and WB launched an Argus viral site as uh, Argus-gov.com. People have found pictures of Aquaman on this thing. I don't know where because I checked it and I was just access denied all over the place. Mm-hmm. So whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not much for those these viral sites and like little web game things anyway. So I just have no patience for it. Sometimes they amount to something. Sometimes it's just, I mean, they registered Pennyworth like a year and a half ago. We still don't mm-hmm. over in uh, Fox again. We, we, that, that came to nothing. So far it's come to nothing. Yeah. Uh, so, a big piece of news that's been floating around the internet is that Suicide Squad has beaten Deadpool internationally. Mm-hmm. Um, Deadpool, I mean, well, Suicide Squad is at 419.7 million versus Deadpool's 400, excuse me, 419.5 million internationally. And everyone's like, oh yeah, take that, Marvel, and, well, that's not really Marvel. First of all, no. Not really. That's not, no. It's Fox. It's Fox. Hey, Deadpool's the happy <laughs> center ground where, like, we all love chocolate. Mm-hmm. And I know there's but, a couple people, but that's fine. For, for a good example, we all loved Deadpool. Yeah. 
But, you know, I also want to point out that, you know, not to take away anything from Suicide Squad, because, yeah, that's a great thing, that's impressive, but, you know, is it? Because, <laughs> one, you know, Deadpool is a virtually unknown character compared to people like Harley Quinn and the Joker. Two, Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad was PG-13, Deadpool was rated R. Three... Deadpool's budget was fifty-eight million. Suicide Squad's was one hundred and seventy-five million. So well, is heard, it really a win for? I've heard Deadpool's Squad? budget got cut even more than that by the time they started, because they went back and forth yeah. on the PG thirteen thing, and and Ron Reynolds created such a fuss about it that they like said, okay, fine, you can have what you want, but you get half the money. Maybe like, I don't know. That's what it. What, fifty-eight it went million. Right. Like, was, no, was they fought. To, um, they fought uphill. I think way more than Suicide Squad did. Well, I don't know but, about that. In, in, Especially well, with the fact that given BBS, the evidence you just presented, yeah, I mean that, that's how it phrase it, I guess. Well, fifty-eight million is what IMDb and Wikipedia said it was the budget was for Deadpool, so that's what I went by. Secondly, as much as Suicide Squad was cut and recut, and apparently there were actual real problems with the with the executives, and, and the studio wanted a different thing. They always do. It may have it may have been equally uphill. Well, I, is all I'm saying. Yeah, let me let me pull together your point about the budget and the uh, unknown characters, because um, that's those are solid points for for making an uphill battle case. Mm-hmm. I do want to weigh that against like no sales in China. Uh, Deadpool didn't get released in China either. All right, well then I'm screwed. <laughs> and they both had unicorn fetish ideas. I don't know. That, that was weird. Maybe that was the the, the mm-hmm. stopping point. It was just like Armageddon and Deep Impact all over again. Man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I knew then um, I would never see Deep Impact, and I've right. I've maintained that. And I was the opposite. I saw Deep Impact, and I knew then I would never see Armageddon. Right. Um, <laughs> no, I I'm not sure how long Deadpool actually stayed in theaters too. Like talking about, we talked about a few weeks ago. It had legs. That's a good point. Like, Suicide too. Squad had yeah. some serious legs. Man, I checked my local listings like last week, and I could still go see Suicide Squad in a theater. Yeah, and you know what? It still made like. Something like over two million dollars last week. Yeah, and I, I don't know what the the release schedule is overseas and how long they they were going to keep that train rolling, but um, mm-hmm. maybe they just spread the net so far it finally made that that much more money. But I also think there's just a lot of people who didn't care nearly as much about all this stuff as we do, but it still enjoy mm-hmm. like films where people shoot each other a lot, and so everyone like mm-hmm. in that tank was very happy. Sure. <laughs> So Clay Enos has uh, released a picture of uh, Joker climbing the walls of uh, Chinook uh, between takes. He's literally hanging from like a strap with his feet up on the like the ceiling or close to the ceiling. That's the spirit. Um, so a Wonder Woman International trailer dropped. Uh, it's from Russia. Yeah. I've read things where people were like, they have new action scenes. I swear, man, I looked at this thing like five times. I didn't see anything new. I didn't either. It's rearranged. It's rearranged, but I didn't see anything new, except for it being in Russian. <laughs> so I sorry. There, every now and then I disagree with you, just so we have both points uh, on board. But I'm just going to agree with you on this one and say I didn't see it either. All right. If we're wrong, we're going down together. <laughs> well, that's nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't see a damn thing different so, though. It all still looked great. But. Yeah, looked great. Looked wonderful. Um, <laughs> it's clearly you been would. rearranged the footage, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman is going to get to join the UN. Uh, the United Nations has decided to make her an honorary ambassador. Oh, that was uh, Linda cute, Carter, yeah, Linda Carter and Gal Gadot will be there to receive the honor. 
The ceremony's got to take place October 21st at the UN headquarters in New York City. It's going to obviously coincide with the 75th anniversary, which technically the 75th anniversary doesn't really start until December, but you know what I mean. Yeah, close enough. Um, so uh, that was it's, really supposed to, it's supposed to launch the UN Sustainable Development Goal Number 5, which is a worldwide initiative with the mission of empowering women all around the globe. So, woo! That actually sounds... You know what it reminded me of is the, like, the Quest for Peace scene. A little bit. But every time I hear anything about superheroes in the UN, I think of the quest for peace, man. Well, sure. And I, even in such a stupid movie, when when every when when they go like, "Does anyone object?" and and the room falls silent, like, "No, of course, Superman." I, I like it. Still tugged at me a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. Just seeing Superman like walk into the UN, I'm like, "Oh no!" Oh, everyone's Lord. clapping. Yay! Yeah, you saved yeah. all of our asses a thousand times. Thank you. Yay! Um, so there's probably you know, like one ago, country in the corner that's sitting there going like, you've never even been to my place. <laughs> we didn't see him on film. though. Oh, it's going to be a fictional country. It's, um, I, it's, it's just one of the countries that I'm sure I'd know exists. If, like if I'm looking at the map, I could maybe pick you out, but eh. like, you know, I don't know. I don't even know. I just one of the like former Soviet Union com- uh, countries that there are too many. I, I can't. I've tried four times and I it, in my life just for various exams and never did memorize them correctly. It's like Asbacnia over there is pissed off. Yeah, you know, Superman never never took the time to go hang out over there. Refelzemia. Uh, I don't know. Just put e at the end like, of anything. It, it might be it. I just I just want to see that comedy sketch now. Just like Superman talking to the ambassador of Asbacnia. Yeah, and being like, "Hey, man, I- I'm I'm really sorry." He's like, "No, you missed out. We have fantastic bread bowls. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we do not give key to country. We give bread bowl. Ninth best vodka <laughs> in this side of country. It is vodka made of bread bowls. Right. <laughs> <laughs> bread bowl goes still. We made vodka. <laughs> anyway, let's stop uh, alienating." Russians. Um. I, I just really enjoy saying vodka. I do too. It's so much fun. I, I I mean no harm. It's just so much damn fun to say. Oh yeah. So uh, a few weeks ago, Greg Rucka was talking about how like obviously Wonder Woman was you know into chicks on Paradise Island because that's all there were. Um, they asked Gal Gadot uh, what she what her version of Wonder Woman was. She says, it's not something we've explored. It never came to the table. But when you talk theoretically about all the women on Themyscira and how many years she was there, then what Rucka said makes sense. In this movie, she does not experience any bisexual relationships, but it's not about that. She's a woman who loves people for who they are. She could be bisexual. She loves people for their hearts. Yeah, I mean, it's even saying thing. that she's into women seems misphrased to me. It's just she's into people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened? I mean, come on, man. You're you're on an island for thousands of years. What's mm-hmm. wait, this has to be a judgment-free zone for God's sake? Like even even in cultures where it's a big deal, like it's not, it, it, you go to prison, you don't talk about what happened in prison. Mm-hmm. She also went on to say, for uh, Patty Jenkins, it was very important to not just portray Wonder Woman as a goddess, but to tell a very simple story of someone who believes in good and believes that people should be happy and lead safe, happy lives. We cared a lot about simplifying Wonder Woman's agenda because it is simple. It was her heart that we cared about, not her being this warrior. When you tell a story from the heart, all all of us can relate because all of us want to live in a safe, quiet, and peaceful world. That is nice. It is. Uh, they now we've got this. We got this covered. Uh, where they were talking to uh, Deborah Snyder and Patty Jenkins, 
And they were talking about Wonder Woman. They said Wonder Woman is different with this character. What I uh, well, actually Godot said this. Wonder Woman is different uh, with this character. What we what I love about her so much is that her agenda is love. It's not about fighting. It's not about who is stronger than whom. It's not about women versus men. It's about love and acceptance of others. She stands for love, justice, and compassion. Variety now was speaking to Patty Jenkins and Deborah Snyder. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just I'm all over the place here. Um, <laughs> shoot, man, shoot. Diane Nelson uh, actually said there's a misconception that DC or parent studio Warner Brothers has made a conscious decision for all our movies to be darker or edgier. That's not the case. Fans of the DC Universe know that there are characters like Batman who are darker, but there are others like Wonder Woman who are hopeful, optimistic leaders, and the tone of this film represents that. Uh, Patty brought a beauty and a sense of lightness or humor and a little romance to it. It's a very aspirational movie. Uh, Deborah Snyder says Wonder Woman is very different in tone and style than Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad. We pick directors who have their own points of view so that each of our films will have their own personality. Um, Patty Jenkins is saying that this thing is going to be like, she drew a lot of inspiration, which she said this before, but she's saying that it drew a lot of inspiration from uh, Dick Donner's 78 Superman movie Mm -hmm. uh, more than any other film. Uh, she says Superman was all about you. It was about you watching and realizing what it would feel like to have great powers and do great things. It was full of love and emotion. It would be a mistake not to honor that legacy. That's a part of her story. Her mission to empower women and people all over the world is what makes her very relatable. I I appreciate all of these things that they're saying, mm-hmm. but I'm getting very, very aggravated with the... I mean, it's... They're just coming out so soon and being like, okay, it's not going to be like this. Like, Stop defending the movie before we've even had a chance to see it. <laughs> it just makes people think that you're like trying to lie to them or something. Like you're worried that no one will come see it. Like they're treating it like it's a failure before it's a failure. Yeah, it, it yeah, it very much does feel like you're, um, man, like if, if I was just going to present like a painting for the first time, um, mm-hmm. you don't come out and say everything that's wrong with the painting. You come out and say, everything that that's revolutionary about the painting and then you show it and that's how you make it worth a hundred thousand dollars instead of you know worth forty thousand sneers right I, you, and you know i, I, I feel like they're just kind of the, approaching that a little bit wrong yeah yeah i understand the approach i understand why they're doing it they feel like they have you know, to they already feel like they're back against the wall it seems like well it is but but it doesn't have time, to be you know, we're talking about hollywood they could this is essentially the same like these are people that live in suspension of disbelief they could come out and just try to own the situation and and spin it mm-hmm. and it wouldn't seem like a big deal anymore i just you know i i think it's uh i think they would uh maybe get a little further if they stood by what they made i don't know i'd be like no batman v superman was supposed to be dark and they do to some degree but just constantly be like well, yeah, this was supposed to be this, but believe me, nothing else that we're making is like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing I, I wish know. they'd done was it, it, if they'd come out and said, "Look, <laughs> yes, that was really dark. We all had to go there for a minute. We were all 13. Mm-hmm. Now we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go to a different place now because we've earned the right because we did that. And when you watch this all as a series of films in like 15 years, you're gonna think, "Man, that makes a lot of sense now." Yeah, because I still kind of have faith that that's actually true fingers crossed man and you know what i don't mind darkness i really don't so i guess i'm just an asshole i don't know <laughs> all right i like i i completely empathize with all the people that just wanted the you know the, the big blue boy scout because i mean mm-hmm. i would have i would have wept in the theater if they'd given me that honestly any of these times um mm-hmm. i mean i used I, that episode of supergirl that just aired was just on point that, that well, look man i that was I my boy like, yeah 
I mean, I felt like Clark was a bit mopey in Man of Steel. Um, Chris Chris Cornell did not help. <laughs> you want to you want to de emo something? Don't give me like Chris Cornell right. <laughs> solo the early tracks. The early bird Instagram filter on the whole entire friggin' movie didn't didn't help either. I, I understand. But, I mean, but like we. At the same time, at the, end of the day though, I the still like Man of Steel. Was fine. Like it, Man of the Steel was still like a fun film, and it had a, it had a cool take, and it barreled into a really cool different take for BBS. And we've got <laughs> Man of the Steel, Man of the Steels, <laughs> Man of the Steels. Are you in Aspectnia right no, now? Are not, you not, secretly not, from Aspectnia? Not quite now. <laughs> I enjoyed Man of the Steel. I have my but card and can vote and everything. Damn it! I'll tell you something now. Yeah. I'll tell it to you good. I'll show you. Right, right this Man second. Man of the Steel was fantastic. <laughs> oh, it sounds better when you said it. All right. Um, when Superman snapped Zod's neck, it reminded me of my parents fighting in, in Espechnia. Okay. What? <laughs> we got to stop that. All right. So yeah, like the the take on it was a ton of fun for me because it was just mm-hmm. I've never gotten to see that in uh, in any real live action, um, and I enjoyed it. But uh, again, that's that's an angle we've defended a thousand times now. Yeah, uh, I liked yeah. it. Hate that everyone else didn't. I'm very sorry. I think we're all still going to be in the same place by the time Justice League comes around. At least Justice League Two. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so speaking of Justice League, Diane Lane has re- has revealed how. Jason Momoa prepares for Aquaman didn't surprise me at all. Uh, she was on the late show with Stephen Colbert and uh, she was talking about how she's uh, performing in a production of, An- of Anton Chekhov's the cherry orchard. Oh. And um, so she's at base camp for the actors, which is apparently like a big trailer park on a decommissioned airstrip. And she says that she's running lines in her trailer for the cherry orchard and she could hear Momoa blasting death metal music as he prepared to film. <laughs> she says, I didn't get to meet him, but I heard out of my trailer him getting ready for his scene. Uh, that's how he was preparing. I'm inside trying to save, save the cherry orchard and learn my lines for Chekhov. And out the window, I'm hearing this death metal while he's getting to do whatever it is he does in the film. <laughs> Which I can't wait to see him do. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that poor thing. Nothing makes me happier than the thought of Jason Momoa like thrashing, thrashing death straight metal. Up th- I mean, you've seen the picture of this kid lately. Yeah, make a Just great thrashing thrash. to death metal in preparation for Aquaman. Oh yeah. Um, oh, now they've they already do, wrapped like, a Dimebag Daryl biopic. He he should definitely be in consideration. Oh god. <laughs> they've apparently already wrapped in Iceland. It looks like like. Ben Affleck has the beard, so it looks like they were just like finishing up those shots of uh, him recruiting Aquaman, essentially. Uh, but he posted pictures on Instagram with Ben Affleck and with Zack Snyder and a couple other people um, drinking Guinness. They're, <laughs> they're all just drinking. They got hat. They've got like uh, <laughs> hats that say Guinness on it. What are those winter hats called? <laughs> I call them toboggans, but nobody else ever does. Um, beanies, I guess. Uh, toboggans, beanies, and uh, oh, there's another word. Ah, I've forgotten it. Um, but yeah, he he wrote, "My man, the Batman, love you, bud. <laughs> we did it. That's a wrap." Um, he, I mean, he posted several, all you know, talking to different people, Snyder, etc. All these different, it, you know, it's just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, he also uh, said goodbye to his Justice League gym. He says, "Last day in the home gym." Uh, 
big mahalo to at WFMFT for building this world for us and pushing me, inspiring me, and to Zach for believing in me. It's an honor to play Aquaman five more days, and I'm going back to being Hawaiian. <laughs> Ready to grind, cuz. <laughs> and he also had a second video where he says, Aloha, uh, JL Home Gym. Love and hate. I'll miss you, bitch. And he flips off the facility in the video. That's the script. Yeah. <laughs> so jumping over to Mark. That's about before, right, though. You're supposed to love and hate the place where you like punish your body. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, Mark McClure, who played Jimmy Olsen in the uh, Dick Donner Superman movies, mm-hmm. uh, there was a he. There was a special screening of Superman Two: The Richard Donner Cut uh, that was held in Sydney, Australia. Uh, Mark McClure says that uh, he's going to be making an appearance in a movie that comes out in late 2017. Mm. So I'm assuming that's Justice League. Uh, then, but yeah, that'll probably be way more cameo than this. This is exciting. He says he's going to have a recurring role in Powerless. Oh, so there are recurring anythings happening in Powerless. Apparently, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Because we didn't know at this point that Powerless was recurring itself, so... Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Did you see the uh, the picture of Mera that they posted? No. Oh, no, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, Amber Heard is Mera. Yep. A lot of people are bitching about it online, talking about like, oh, it looks as gloomy and doomy, and she doesn't look like Mera. No, dude, she looks like Mera. She looks like Mera. Shut up. I don't know. I I don't know what to tell you. Shut up. That that looked good. So, um, moving on to some Batman news. Like I mentioned earlier, After Hours with Josh Horowitz did a fantastic little uh, interview with Ben Affleck and Anna Kendrick. Mm. Um, and it's all just a bit. And this part of where Batman, or Batman, uh, Ben Affleck, yeah. Yeah, oh you're already I'm, having I'm trouble. There. I'm in the headspace. <laughs> That's where I'm at. So, I Batman's talking about the accountant. And then he's talking about how, like, yeah, we're not doing, uh, you know, there's not a Batman movie yet, blah, blah, blah. But it's totally part of this bit because Anna Kendrick keeps hinting that she wants to be Robin. Mm-hmm. And how she really wants to be in an action movie. And she just wished she knew someone who was directing an action movie soon. And then, it, like, cuts back and she's wearing, like, a Robin cape and a, the Robin symbol. And he's like, where did you get that? And she's like, your mom? Um, <laughs> he's like, there's not a Batman movie. And I don't even think there's a Robin in this universe. And she's like... Okay, well, I'll play Batman. And he's like, well, you can't play Batman. She's like, why? Because I'm a woman? Yeah. She goes, she goes into a very specific thing, and like both of them try to defend themselves, and, and, and um, they're having trouble. <laughs> it's all very delightful. Except, except Ben Affleck And extremely goes painful this, like, to watch, to be honest. Yeah, it's painful to watch. Like office style it's, painful. It's, yeah, like UK office style. Yeah. And then it like <laughs> kicks into like 11th gear... When Affleck starts talking about how he found a part that it was perfect for him, but he was denied the role, and go, oh, he has this like, monologue about how he wanted to be in. It's like, like a, a slow zoom. It's a whole oh dear god. And then there, and then Anna Kendrick's like, dude, what the hell, man? We were doing a bit, and you just made it really weird. Like, yeah. why do you have to do this? It was so intense. It was a good bit. It was a really good bit. It was fun. And it, you get to hear him, like, sheepishly singing <laughs> the, whatever that hymn song is from Pitch Perfect. <laughs> You're gonna miss me when I'm gone. See, I'm doing the cups. You're gonna miss me. It's, oh, oh it's terrible. Mm. It's lovely. So, um, at this juncture, you guys know that we are part of the uh, Giant Size Team Up Network and are therefore, in turn... 
uh, sponsored by Loot Crate. Mm, I thought you were so going to say gonna, part of everything. No. Okay. We'll do this real quick. Um, <laughs> you weren't getting philosophical. You're... Loot Crate has an October theme. You've got like a day at this point to mm-hmm. get it in. Uh, 40 years of creepy, campy, bloody icons, putting them in this month's crate. Walking Dead, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Halloween. You know what Loot Crate is. It's the Don't pretend you don't. Lootcrate.com forward slash giant size team up. Enter code giant size team up to save a little cash on your monthly subscription. Yeah, it's it's rarely this urgent. But no, seriously, right now. Right damn now. That's that's the time you have to actually do this to save a couple dollars. It is. Jumping if you were thinking like, damn it, I have to have a Michael Myers pin. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> I'd like to point out we don't know that there's a Michael Myers pin. <laughs> I don't have a I don't have a clue. It could be a Jason Voorhees bottle opener. It could be. You don't know. <laughs> so jumping into TV, the previous seasons of all the TV shows except for Lucifer are streaming on Netflix right now. So if you haven't caught up, there it is. Yep. Uh, Burt Ward says he wants to be on Gotham. Um, <laughs> they asked him if he wanted to be a part of it on at, at the New York Comic Con. He said, of course, I'm an actor, and I love doing everything to do with Batman. I love doing other projects as well. I've done 40 movies for television. It just sort of sadly becomes a resume at this point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a wonderful thing. Gotham is a great show. And all I can tell you is that I would be happy to do it. I'd be happy to do any kind of project. I love to work. <laughs> I. <laughs> that might be the saddest thing I've I, heard. I love what that guy did for my childhood, but it, it started to sound very desperate. <laughs> and I hate pointing that out. <laughs> but we were all thinking it. You have to admit, I, I like Burt Ward. He's cool. He's he's a good guy. He saves dogs and whatnot. But uh, that's try, just kind of yeah. weird, man. That's just I don't know. I, I, that being said, like you know, it, you, you you just you're excited to work. You're trying to be positive. I like everything. Send me. You know, I, I, it's it. Maybe mm. we're just reading into it and making it sound worse than it is. But yeah, yeah, maybe. I, I hope so. Maybe it's just being <laughs> super positive, and we're just not the kind of people who respond to that or recognize it. Yeah, because but that's it does sound a real like thing. a little bit like, yeah, it does sound like he's just a little bit maybe saying like, hey, everyone's got this idea that I retired from acting, but I totally didn't. Yeah, and and just trying to be positive about it. Like, but <laughs> us being the absolute dickholes that we are, right. we're like we are like expecting him to pass a hat around at the end of that speech. <laughs> Collection plate. <laughs> Not so much a collection plate, just like a job offer plate. <laughs> just if, if any casting decisions or suggestions, please put in plate. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the hell are you doing, Gotham. <laughs> I'd be okay seeing. I mean, like, I, I'd, I'd like I to would. See him. I would squeal if I saw. Uh, uh, just, it, I would almost rather not know the backstory that he tried to get himself on. That being said, that's stupid. I'm, I'm being stupid. People have tried to get themselves on shows before, and we, it, it was, it was great. Like Kevin Smith, pretty much got on the Flash because he wanted to be on the Flash, um, mm-hmm. or at least according to his story, his wife was like, "Dude, can, can, can my husband come?" hang out on the flash with you guys and they went oh hell yeah when do you want to show up and oh, I, from what i i thought it was just he met andrew kreisberg for that interview and they became friends i see i thought the story i heard him say tell was that like oh i'm sorry it wasn't even that it was like uh it was uh jason's wife 
that called and said, hey, can this guy get on there? Because, you know, it's Kevin Smith, and you know he knows... Mm. You know he loves your show, right? Like, would you like him to direct an episode? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember the stories. I don't either. I'm either. unwilling to say. <laughs> I refuse to commit so, myself you know, I, we, to just anything, yeah, we will talk, ever. We, we will talk about Kevin Smith here in a minute. Um, oh, cool. Over to Supergirl. Um... Christberg's talking about how everyone is going to react to Supergirl. He says, I think some people like Barry already know her, so Barry's completely cool with her. I think some people are instantly charmed by her. I think Sarah's got a little crush on her. <laughs> I, I mean... <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, uh, yeah. How could she not? You have know, have you seen how else. adorable she is? I know. I have. Uh, Diggle, as always, uh, just when he thinks he's seen it all, you know? There's a moment in it where somebody says, this This is Supergirl, and he's like, what's so super about her? She l- just lifts off the ground, and Diggs like, I'm convinced. Uh, with Oliver, part of Oliver's journey in these episodes is he's kind of hit at his breaking point with things he's willing to accept. <laughs> 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 he's had Miracuru soldiers in the Lazarus Pit and magic with Damien Dart, but flying aliens who can incinerate you with, his, with their eyes is beyond the pale for him. So he sort of keeps his distance, which is a very Oliver thing to do. It would be. He keeps his distance, and Kara comments, does he not like me? And Barry's like, no, he kind of, that's kind of how he treats everybody. <laughs> There's fun interactions, and it's exciting. Every time we get those dailies and we see them all together, it's just insanity. Mm, I would love to see those dailies. And uh, Rick Gonzalez, who, who plays Wild Dog on Arrow, mm-hmm. says Wild Dog will be in the crossover, and he has a huge dislike for metahumans. Oh. So we'll definitely see him uh, not exactly rub well with the Flash and Supergirl. And that's just another glimpse into his psyche and his ideas and thinking about the world and the idea that there are people out there who have these sort of powers and who they are. Instead of saying, wow, these people can do these things, he says, no, I don't like you because this is what you bring to the table. This is what you <laughs> represent to me. <laughs> I think he's pretty much bringing to the table, you cheated all right. I worked my ass uh, off to take down take down like a second grade drug dealer somewhere. Oh man, he's just so not ready to be in that field on the show yet. Not not at all. Um, I'm still I'm I'm digging where he's going. But man, God, I, I I'm looking forward to Arrow. I, I almost wanted to have some kind of speech where he sees Supergirl and like Diggle says I'm convinced, and he just kind of looks up at her and just goes, you know what? No, damn it, no, I'm I'm gone. I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna hit the streets for a little while. <laughs> think about things. Think about the fact that there's, you know, possibly whole planets worth of people that could obliterate us. And what the hell am I working for? Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna take a minute, and then he'll eat. You know, yeah. he'll he'll actually meet the uh, the race of people that want to pretty much come dominate him. Right. Um. Oh, still on Supergirl though. Uh, James Olsen uh, is gonna become Guardian. You mentioned that. They've got the shield, they've got the helmet. Uh, Kreisberg, though, is saying, these next few episodes are going to make him realize that being a photographer is not enough for him, so he's going to go on a pretty exciting career trajectory that we're all really pumped by. James is going to decide that he can no longer sit back and be a sidekick, so he's going to decide to become a vigilante, and he's going to become the Guardian, complete with the shield, which is going to cause a massive problem in his relationship with Kara because he has decided not to tell her. Now, I know I talked about this last week. Mm -hmm. Uh, Didn't have the Kreisberg quote, which sheds some more light on how that's going to happen, sure. which I'm a little disappointed by because last year uh, we got Jen Harper, who is Guardian in the comics mm-hmm. and traditionally works for Cadmus. Mm-hmm. And Cadmus, as uh, as our friend Jacob from Screen Explosion said, Cadmus loves them some clones. 
<laughs> and Jim Harper. Last Another thing that Young Justice did did tribute to. Yeah. Uh, Jim Harper, though, last year on Supergirl was a dick and a half, racist bastard piece of shit. Um, <laughs> you got to have xenophobic. him. You got to have him every now and then, apparently. At least on um, TV. I know. But did it have to be Jim Harper? See, I was hoping, uh, before I read this, I was hoping that they were going to be like looking around for Cadmus. Uh, James had tracked down a facility, maybe goes in, finds the original Jim Harper, who's like not not salvageable, maybe dies trying to get out, but tells James, hey man, I used to be this cat named Guardian. They've been cloning me for like a century. Mm-hmm. Can you like, you know, do right by the name? And then James takes on the mantle of Guardian. I just don't like the idea of Jim Harper being such a dick. That's all. <laughs> so nothing about, nothing about Olsen taking it over. That's just all oh, that's fine, fine and good. I don't have a problem with that. Just hate leaving the legacy of the Jim Harper name in dickery. Right. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Just Jim Harper was a good bloke, man. Yeah. <laughs> and James is a good bloke. Why dick up his name? I, I understand. No, it's just like you got to admit you know, though. Like this, this, uh, this James does exemplify, uh, you know, the, the the Guardian aesthetic pretty well. Sure. Absolutely. I'm good with. I'm like I said. I'm good with James Olsen being uh, Guardian here. Mm-hmm. I just you know. Jim Harper's a man. He's a Kirby character, man. Why you gotta be make him a racist dick? Yeah, that's my only issue. But whatever. Uh. <laughs> I, I think we can say that as, as a show, we'd like to cut down on the amount of racist dicks available in any medium. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can add as many as you want. I just don't want it to be someone I love. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay. It's like if you were like, oh, hey, here's Perry White, and he just came in, and he's like, hey, guys, how you doing? You know what? I hate the Yellow Horde. Well, no, let's let's not do that with Perry White. Let's not do that with Jim Harper. Let's make these people lovable. He's a Kirby character. You don't want to mess with Jim Harper. Let's let's grab a no-name character that I've never heard and make him the shithouse. <laughs> right? <laughs> or, uh, you know, one of the, you know, million of people have their own version of General Island. This is an alternate universe. You can have a whole separate, still living General Island who obviously hates metahumans mm-hmm. and would hate aliens. <laughs> Naturally, <laughs> have the same cat, man. Have uh, Clancy Brown. I always love seeing Cl- Clancy Brown. You always he was General love Island of the Brown. Flash. Bring Clancy Brown over to Supergirl. Have him be General Island. You don't have to have you know. He can General be a doppelganger, Jim piece Harper. Of shit. Or at the very least, make him a make Jim this be a Jim Harper clone. Ah, I'm moving on. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, new Supergirl trailer. Uh huh. They teased a crisis shot. Yeah, they did. Um, lots of cool stuff in the trailer. Um, how long before these gods start ruling instead of serving? Love that kind of storyline. I I I'm really interested in that. I. Don't know how much, like, some of the footage was from last week. Some of the footage, I'm sure, is from this week. I don't know how long it goes. No, we we kind of miss Monday night's stuff in order to do this. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you've we'll probably already seen it. it, all of you. You've probably already seen it. Here's the thing, though. They also released a Supergirl poster mm-hmm. that looks like a comic book. They do this from time to time. Yeah. It's full-on Superman holding Supergirl like Crisis on Infinite Earths. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's it's the shot. I want it on my wall. Yep. It looks unbelievable. Yeah. Um and nerds to all you cats out there who were claiming that this Tyler Hecklin couldn't play Superman, that he looked 
terrible in the role. Okay, he's we were dubious too. I was dubious. Those first stills was, came out, and he looked. He looked just. He just. He just looked odd. I don't know. I mean, he just looked weird. I don't know nah, what the hell man, they it did was to just him. The, it was really just that one shot. It was just that one shot with him and Supergirl standing next to each other. Yeah. That was like heavily photoshopped. When the screen when the screenshots came out and the stills started coming out from the production, I was on board. I was like, nah, man, this guy looks great. Yeah. The first thing of and uh, he's gonna look even better in motion, motion. I was I was sure. But um and God, man, he's uh, he's so much fun to watch. He is, he's a lot of fun. Your your heart will grow three sizes just watching him. <laughs> and that's what should happen when you see Superman. Yes. Some but more, to be fair, hope. Here's the thing, though. Everyone's being like, oh, he's got all the stuff that we wish Cavill had. I felt pretty much the same way about Cavill. Like, he's got all the same things that Cavill did. Like, yeah, for a sizable chunk of Man of Steel, he was a he was emo. We're going to, like, wonder. <laughs> still, we're we're going to, like, fall back into defending there. the Cavill version. I, I will just say he's got the same instincts, and we're all going to get there. Recap. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there, people. So Kevin Smith is talking about his uh, his episode of Supergirl that he's directing, mm-hmm. um, which is called Superman. Uh, sorry, Supergirl Lives, which is great because his script for Superman that he wrote years and years ago was Superman, Superman Lives. Lives. Yeah. Um, he says, I just read this script for the Supergirl episode I'm going to direct, and I love it. It is filled with deep cut characters from some of my favorite stories in the DC Comics canon, and it reads bigger than anything I've ever directed before, even Dogma. So naturally, I'm terrified. This material (laughs) is way above my pay grade. The kind of stuff I've loved watching my whole life but never tried to make myself. It's pure comic book and science fiction fantasy, and it reads like it should look like a 70s album cover. In a very first world way, this is scaring the shit out of me. So that's got to be the best reason to do it, right? I should challenge myself and try to do something outside of my comfort zone. Plus, it's not like I'm going to be alone. Armed with a spectacular script, I'll be surrounded by the incredible cast and crew of one of my favorite shows. And they make magic every week. So what I lack in vision and ability, I'll try to make up for with boundless fangirl enthusiasm and a willingness (laughs) to learn. Thank you, Andrew Christbury and Greg Berlanti, for the misguided belief I can pull this off. I'll try to let you down gently. Up, up, and away. <laughs> I love that guy's humility, man. Yeah. He he thought he was in the same position. And the honesty, too. like I, Just fantastic. But he thought he was in the same position when he got the Flash uh, episode. And mm-hmm. he did a great... like That episode, if you're watching that, it does not feel like anything Kevin Smith has ever done. Mm-mm. Not front to back. like Pieces of it, you can you can see it. But it he took somebody else's template and did it his way and it was still his way and it was still part of the show and he fucking pulled it off i, yeah. I have every bit of faith in this cat it, he, he'll do it this way yeah he'll make it work so uh i agree oh, uh, over to the flash mm. uh concept art for the rival black siren and kid flash have dropped all concept art by the way done by andy poon if you haven't checked this guy out andy poon design on uh, instagram he posts some amazing uh concept art and just you know, various pieces in general that he, that he decides to throw up and it's some good looking stuff, man. It's really tight. Go check that out. Um, the, the most, the biggest departure in, in the ones that dropped the concept art that dropped was the rival. He looks pretty much exactly the same, except he has like a mouth grate, like uh, zoom did, Uh, which I'm assuming is why they kind of was like, Hey, let's not do that again. That's fair. (laughs) I went over to the crossover. Uh, there, Talking about the crossover, the, um, sorry, Woo. Um, Guggenheim <laughs> is talking about the crossover. He says, 
Uh, I will say that their goal, the Dominators, are very closely related to what was established in the comics, and it does have to do with metahumans. It's a very, it's very, very faithful to the comics. Um, in the in the comics, during Invasion, the Dominators were were bent on eliminating rogue metahumans, so it's going to be a big part of it. And Guggenheim is talking about how it's it's really going to be a strong focus on Flash and Legends of Tomorrow. Um, obviously, because Arrow doesn't really deal with metahumans very much anymore, even though I think Cody Rhodes is going to be a metahuman, but whatever. Um. <laughs> you know, just whatever. We'll get there. Yeah. Now, uh, speaking of the metahumans, we don't really usually talk about uh, synopses for the individual episodes before they come out, um, unless it's like a season premiere. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fifth episode of The Flash... It's called Monster, and this seemed pretty interesting to me. Uh, we're going to meet Caitlin's mom. We already knew that we were going to meet her sometime this season. Uh, Caitlin calls on her mother for help with her growing meta powers. Desperate to understand what is happening to her, Caitlin visits her mother, Dr. Tannhauser, a renowned biomedical researcher, in the hopes that her mother can provide some answers about Caitlin's growing metahuman powers. Um, however, when Dr. Tannhauser treats her daughter like a test subject, Caitlin grows cold and brings up past wounds, causing the two to have a major blowout. Um, meanwhile, after a mysterious new metahuman attacks Central City, Barry tries to convince Julian to let him assist on the case. Um, it's notable also that this episode was written by Zach Stentz, the same one who wrote The Runaway Dinosaur. Mm. Um, so, uh, I, I thought that sounded really interesting. Yeah. It looks like we'll be getting to Killer Frost way quicker than I, than I thought that we would. Um, and also, uh, pointing out that this broken timeline is not going away soon soon at the very least it'll probably be throughout the rest of the season i would imagine yeah anyway yeah. um <laughs> i i keep going back and forth I, about when they're gonna re-cement everything or if they are but mm-hmm. um at new york comic-con matt ryan said that he is open to playing constantine again well um, we are live too, action for the record because sure. we've never said um, that before <laughs> he said it was the first time he's been free in a while, uh, but in this crazy ride of acting, he's learned to not rule anything out. He says he's open to it. He loves the character. Um, speaking of weird things that uh, that may happen, uh, Guggenheim, Mark Guggenheim just released a, uh, or they're about to release um, an animated series that he worked on with uh, Guillermo del Toro hmm. uh, called Troll Hunters. And Guggenheim says, I'd be lying if I said I never broached the topic with him, Guillermo, uh, in terms of directing anything on one of the CW shows, specifically Arrow. He says he's so busy and he's filming right now actually up in Toronto. So that's cool. I would I would I mean, be open to seeing Guggenheim on, on Arrow. Yeah, good pedigree. <laughs> yeah. Not Guggenheim. Mar- uh, we already see Guggenheim every week. Guillermo. Yeah, Guillermo. Del Toro. Uh, Guggenheim does say he's got a standing invitation. Uh, Cody Rhodes <laughs> released a picture. Well, sure. Uh, Cody Rhodes, wrestler Cody Rhodes, yep. released a picture of Samson, his character from the upcoming Arrow episode. It's him with a gun and what appears to be a factory of some sort. Um, said eight days of Arrow. Samson arrives October 19th at 8, 7 central on the CW. Um, here's the, uh, the synopsis for... Th- for that episode uh wwe star cody rhodes brings the smackdown to star city now that oliver has his new team they are ready to hit the streets but oliver doesn't feel they are ready headstrong wild dog defies the green arrows orders and sets out on his own after a new drug dealer samson 
course. Uh, who is terrorizing Star City. Uh, Runnels proves more powerful than Wild Dog, of course, mm-hmm. and is up to the Green Arrow to go head-to-head with Runnels to save his teammate. Uh, they put out a trailer for this episode. Everything looks awesome except for Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes has, like, one line in this thing, and I died a little inside because of how bad it was. You um, don't have the history. Not the I line. Do. Okay. I am familiar with Cody Rhodes from being a okay. teenager. All right. And this was far and above his previous work. <laughs> like, wait. Oh. I was damn near I don't impressed. Know, man. It was real bad. Like, it was so bad, it probably, if Shatner had seen it, he would have been like, oh, that's bad. Oh, I'll send this man a ham. <laughs> or maybe a turkey, because he already clearly has the ham. Honey baked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Let me upgrade this man's ham. <laughs> So, you know, I'm going to be sitting there biting my pencil and just trying to get through it. All of his scenes. Everything will look fine. Yeah, there's Everything a chance. Uh, the episode. We, we've never actually said Amel's a bad actor at, at any point. Um, no. We keep saying that he's given his scenes are too sour, I'll call it. Mm. Like, let the man do some things. Um, no, I've been uh, re-watching, well, not re-watching, I've been uh, going through New Girl oh. on, on Netflix, uh-huh. and Stephen Amell shows up as... Uh, the character Cece's boyfriend in a few episodes. And he's like just stoned out on mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently when he gets really high, he gets a little racist. He's just screaming, I love brown people. And she's like, that's still racist. That's still <laughs> racist. <laughs> he's a lot of fun. They catch him with the like the island hair? No, no, no. He had like a buzz cut. Of course. Okay. He was like, he was damn near bald, man. Um, but yeah, yeah, he's, uh, still ripped as hell. Even more ripped, I think, than he was on Arrow. I, I think that's, he, that's just how he, that's how um, he rolls. But, but yeah. Man, I, uh, we, we've never had a problem with his actual, uh, his acting. And, uh, I'm hoping as close as he and Cody Rhodes are that, that some of this rubs off. Yeah, I don't know. I'm hoping. Anyway, over to Legends of Tomorrow. Lot it up. Uh, Brandon Routh posed with, uh, <laughs> <laughs> bulletproof coffee and supergirl he says uh hashtag bulletproof inside and out big thanks to bulletproof for fueling cast and crew with bulletproof co- coffee mm-hmm. and thanks to melissa benowitz for taking this cheesy photo with me there you go hashtag hashtag super crossover hashtag legends of tomorrow that was fun yep um now over to the thing that we kind of don't want to talk about because we kind of don't want it to happen unless it's really good in which case i'll be down but krypton <laughs> <laughs> has added more cast members. I know. Um, Elliot Cohen is Daron Vex, the chief magistrate of Kandor. His bi- his real business is defending Krypton's established oligarchy against heretics and dissidents. And Ogbamo will play Primus Alurazad, Lita Zod's mother and a leader of Krypton's military guild. She's an extremely tough and demanding training officer. Rasmus Hardiker... Will pl- will portray the rankless Kim is a brilliant engineer as well as Sejel's best friend and partner in an underground tech repair business. Wallace Day will play Nissa Vex, a junior magistrate and the daughter of Daron Daron Vex. Aaron Pierre is Dev M, a cadet under the command of Primus Alurazad. Now we have already reported that Cameron's Cameron Cuff was going to be Sejel Kalel's grandfather. And Georgina Campbell was Lita Zod. And that it was going to be executive produced by David Goyer. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, was going to be directed by Peaky Blinders director Colm McCarthy. And uh, Sleepy Hollow alum Damien Kindler is going to be an executive producer and showrunner, which that sounds terrible to me. (laughs) If you look at how Sleepy Hollow went, oh, Lord. Um, I am, it's set 200 years before Man of Steel, but is not directly tied to it. Yeah. I don't want this show. Nope. I just don't. I'll watch it. It doesn't sound good. Like all of those names and titles sounded boring. I I, I think <laughs> I've suggested before that's one of those things that um, we may be considering covering. Like we do Vixen. Yeah, maybe. I mean, Cole McCarthy is, and we might, you know, it might come out during the summer or something. I don't know. But Cole McCarthy, he's done very good stuff. Peaky Blinders. He's done Doctor Who. He's done Sleep, uh, not Sleepy Hollow. He's done uh, Sherlock. He's done a lot of good stuff that I really. Those enjoy. are great names. But. So, uh, fingers crossed, but this this concept sounds like a dumpster fire of boredom. It, the problem with any show that involves Krypton, any concept that involves mm-hmm. Krypton, uh, they they did it in Man of Steel, and they did it, I, I thought, pretty pretty well in Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. And it's still limited to like 13, 15 minutes, something like that. Yeah. Uh, God, maybe. I could have watched 20 more minutes of it, but only about 20 more minutes of only it. Only about that. Like, it... it we're talking about an hour at the outside here. Uh, it, it just there's no way you're watching Krypton, and unless the show just grabs you and sucks you in so hard that you 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 can't stand it conceptually, you're thinking, mm-hmm. okay, great. When does this amount to 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 Superman? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't I don't want it to be a thing where like season four, I finally mentioned they finally mentioned Kal El or something as a possible name mm-hmm. for a kid. Yeah, like the only way I could possibly uh, stand the show as as a concept right now, just out of the base. And I'm sorry if I like in a year from now, if I'm like this is the greatest show ever, I I'll apologize then. But right now, it seems like it, if they're gonna do short seasons and each of them skip about a I don't know 75 year period, we might be talking. <laughs> yeah, I don't want any part of this. I, I'll watch it, but I it, uh, we are not excited. Not excited about this. Uh. Over to some Batman 66 news, though. Uh, concept art from illustrator A. Leslie Thomas can't believe that's has been released. <laughs> Sorry. What? I just can't believe we're doing Batman 66 news of any kind. Go ahead. I know. Uh, A. Leslie Tom A. Leslie Thomas, mm-hmm. he was a concept artist. Uh, he died in 1983, the year I was born. Um, he had a resume that had, like, I was a teenage werewolf and Blood of Dracula on it. He did concept art for Batman 66. Uh, wonderful stuff. It's a fair amount moodier, uh, than the show wound up being. Mm-hmm. Um, but over at, ba- uh, batgirlbaittrap.com, you can find a whole bunch of these designs and they're really cool. Like they're undeniably very sixties, but a fair amount darker than the show. And they're, they're beautiful. They really are. They're really nice. nice. Um, and there's some for individual episodes too. It's it's really cool. Uh, also, it looks like they're going to do like Batman sixty six. The the comic book series has ended, but they're still doing crossovers. Like they're still they're doing a uh, crossover right now with um, oh that old show I can't remember now <laughs> the Avengers. <laughs> oh, that one. But because I think because they can't use the Avengers, they're they're using the names of the characters like Batman sixty six with uh you know, uh, Mrs. Peel or whatever. I can't remember the name. I just can't. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, but they also we're, we're did delving a, a, into some serious obscurity at this point. Yeah. They also did a, a crossover Batman 66 meets the man from uncle. Um, Oh, nice. 
but the next one up they're doing is Batman 66 meets Wonder Woman 77. And uh, here's the synopsis. What mysteries are hidden in the book Rachel Ghoul just hired Catwoman to steal? And why does this caper lead Batman down memory lane to his childhood fight against actual Nazis? Witness his first encounter with one of the greatest heroes the world has ever known, Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be co-written by Jeff Parker of Batman 66 and uh, Mark Andreco from Wonder Woman 77. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's going to be like Batman and Robin and Linda Carter. It's going to be a comic book series, so that's pretty cool. And uh, yeah. the covers are going to be Mike Alred, who's amazing. And uh, issue one is going to have a variant cover by amazing, legendary Alex Ross. Mm. So that's the thing. It's, the first chapter is going to be available November 23rd. Um, they've also said that a Wonder Woman animated film is in the works. Um, James Tucker has said that they are they're eyeing that. Um, and they haven't had one since 2009. So Yeah, it hooray. has been, hasn't it? Um, also apparently upcoming animated films on the horizon, someone, or a bunch of people who were, who went to go see, uh, Batman Return of the Cape Crusaders, they were giving, handed an interesting survey. Uh, it had a list of animated films and they wanted to know which ones they would be most interested in seeing Mm -hmm. among those mentioned were a Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover, Wonder Woman 77 or Swamp Thing. So that was D all of the above. Right. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, why are yeah. you giving me all this unless you're going to give it to me? Right. Um, it, yeah, I take all of those. Those all sound to, fantastic. <laughs> over to video games. Batman the Telltale series drops episode three on October 25th. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthew Perry, we talked about it last week, how he's got a Batman room. He actually, uh, he went on somebody, somebody show, Kimmel. Yeah, Kimmel. <laughs> I can never remember Kimmel's name. Yeah. Because um, I don't care for him. Kimmel. <laughs> <laughs> he likes sports too much for Dave. Yeah. Uh, but he was on uh, Kimmel, and he was talking about how he does, in fact, have a Batman room. He actually mm-hmm. showed a picture of part of it. But he says he's only really interested in the Christian Bale Batman. <laughs> takes away a little for us i admit it does um, now if you'd asked me in like 2013 no 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 before that 2012 when dark knight yeah came out. if you'd you asked me about in 2012 no like, no 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 sorry Two, dark knight was 2008 so 2012 then, then was we had years before uh all right so anywhere in like eight past period if you'd asked me like oh he's got a christian bell room i thought yes because the dark knight <laughs> was still just uh, pretty great frankly yeah. Uh, so anywhere in the, in the pre-Dark Knight Rises era, I would have been super excited about this. Mm-hmm. Also, to be fair, his room looks great. He's got it decorated. It's 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 in good shape. He's got like the the stock ticker, mm-hmm. the news ticker, or whatever the hell that is. <laughs> I don't know what he's got ticking, but he's got it ticking. Yeah. Um. So Bradley Cooper and Jared Leto were uh, apparently almost Green Lantern. A reporter for THR tweeted, Bradley Cooper talks Green Lantern audition. Sue Kroll of WB called him to give the bad news that he was not going to get the job. He knew that his asymmetrical face and the mask were issues, but he appreciated the call. And it started a long relationship with her. Cooper also mentions that Jared Leto was one of those that auditioned for Green Lantern with him and Reynolds. Oh, damn. Mm. I mean, you still Um, tried Reynolds. What are you going to do? Yeah. So that is it for the news. Uh, jumping into giveaway number two, we've got one review that makes up ten. Uh, cool Breeze twenty three says, "Holy bat guano! This is my go to pod for DC news. Are the guys a little dorky? Yes. 
Are they highly DC comic educated? Oh, hell yes. Love listening to their love and objectivity expressed in their show. Give these guys a listen. I'm okay with being called dorky. I am. I'm fine with it. I've been called much worse. Um, so that does round out uh, the tenth review in our second giveaway. So to be we sure, are gonna... I, I I almost don't feel like I'm I, I'm as enthusiastic as I should be. Thanks, man, for appreciating that dorkness. Yeah, I mean that's awesome, and we love you. Yes. And if I don't give proper uh, thanks for the review, it's because we're up against a, t- a hard break where we have to go, and I'm trying to hurry. Yeah, we're straight doing that. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> so giveaway number two, all everyone involved, MCDC fan 53, Rick GRX, the magic 24 iffy McMerlin, uh, nut job deep and nerdy. That's Kirk Weiland, J Scott, St. Clair, addicting one zero one zero zero one one zero zero one zero one zero one 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 zero. Perhaps today for and, reading the whole thing on that. Right. And cool breeze 23. We are using the random number generator from uh, <laughs> random.org. Um, and review number two is the winner. So, Rick GRX, get up with us, man. Get up with us in the next couple of weeks. Let us know where we could we should send this and what you want. Bring it on, uh, Rick! Contest, $15 or less. Trade paperback, DVD, or Blu-ray. $15 or less. DC, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, let us know. Moving on to giveaway number three, we have more reviews here. Um, we don't have ten, but we have a few. Uh, two, looks like. so. Uh, MadCal72 says, Guys, I love the reviews and the honesty, but it all seems negative. Can you tell mm. us what you like as well and why all the hate for Lucifer is funny as heck? Um, I think the operative word there is seems, because we've actually been, we've been yelled at and uh, disowned for being too positive. Uh, and you can look through the, uh, we, (laughs) we have gotten that on a couple of occasions. We've actually gotten reviews on iTunes that says that, uh, we lack integrity because we're trying to push an agenda. Yeah. We're we're not. We just, I think at some point, um, (laughs) so these things are all relative. Uh, that being said, if you just want me to like push forward and say like, Hey, what do we like? Um, flash everything arrow takes itself seriously and every now and then does it extremely well. Supergirl, mm-hmm. oh my dear God, that is an inspiring show. Gotham, man, when they get Bruce right, they freaking get it right. Lucifer is actually really funny. He's he's absolutely right. It is a funny show. It's just not mm-hmm. going anywhere. Absolutely. So if we're going to be specific about it, it's just not going anywhere. And Legends of Tomorrow, are you kidding me? That's a huge amount of spectacle and fun. It's a fun yeah. fucking show. I can't do anything to change that or berate yeah. it. Is that my piece? And you know, I think that was my those piece. those those are generalizations, but <laughs> but you know, really, the reviews you might have caught us on a bad patch. I don't know if you're going back and listening to everything, but you know, some weeks we like this last week, except for Lucifer, we were really up on everything. Super we loved up everything. on everything. Yeah, we were really happy with most things. Um, so like our, like our buddy Jacob of Screen Screen Explosion messaged me today and was like, I can't believe you guys like the plot of Supergirl. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> we liked it. <laughs> we will forget so, everything because the characters were fantastic. Yeah. And I did say, I was like, you know what? I didn't even notice the plot. I think Supergirl has just like trained me to not notice when they don't have a plot. <laughs> Every now and then they give you so much that you don't give a damn about whether exactly. there was a plot. Um, but yeah. I'm glad you love the reviews and the honesty. Um, sorry that it seems negative. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it seems overly positive. 
Um, I promise there are things we like. We 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 could not muster the energy to do this show if there weren't things we liked. Yeah, and then there are some people who you know I've heard on other podcasts be like, "Oh man, it was so sad listening to Dave and Jason try to muster energy to be excited about Suicide Squad." Yeah, I mean we weren't trying to muster energy. It was it was what it was. Yeah. Um, we come to you guys honestly. Um, on to the other the last review, Spaghetti Birdman. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Spaghetti Birdman says, as a fan of podcasts, one who has been actively listening to not only this show, but many podcasts over the past four years, DC on screen has remained my favorite and the constant throughout my ever evolving playlist. Dave and Jason are two of the funniest guys of any show that I listen to. Above all, what has endeared me to this show is how much interaction they have with their fans. If you have something to say to them, you can be sure they will take the time to answer you back. I used to get all my news from Fat Man on Batman until I discovered DC On Screen. I've checked out a lot of other DC podcasts. DC On Screen is by far the best there is. From their weekly show recaps all the way, uh, all the way to Bat Wieners, there is not one mm. part of the show I don't love. Not only the most reliable news source for all my DC needs, but it just feels like talking to my friends. I know it sounds weird, but it often feels like I'm a part of the conversation, even though I'm only a listener. I've had quite a rough year with a lot of ups and downs and long hours on the road, but I can always count on Dave and Jason to be there every week to cheer me up. The only negative aspect of this review will be that I can only give the show five stars. It deserves so many more. Keep up the good work. I'll be sure to keep DC on whatever screen I'm looking at. God, I'm Dude, gonna hope that guy wins. Just much. that's fun. That that's fantastic. <laughs> like you know, the only thing that holds my week together sometimes is actually doing this thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> like we we have real real jobs and real shitty lives sometimes. So like doing this thing mm-hmm. is 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 it that that's about all you have some days. Uh, Absolutely, man. I'm glad that comes across and actually helps somebody else out. Yeah, me too, man. I it's it's. Man, reviews like that keep me going. They really do. That's I'm gonna try to think about that when I when I go to sleep and uh, have to inevitably wake up and go do actual work that makes me money. That's the kind of thing you want to. <laughs> right. the kind of thing you want to keep around. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think that's all we've got this week. I'm sorry, guys. I'd love it to be a little longer, but we are up against the hard deadline, and uh, we got to we got to plow on. So yeah. I mean, we still managed over an hour. That's yeah. really not. Not far below our average. Yeah. Guys, we love you. Thank you for listening to DC On Screen. You know it. You can find every episode, dconscreen.com. Please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher. Uh, tell all your friends about us, man. Let us know. Like, or let us know that you told our, your friends. About, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> tell your friends about us and tell let me know everyone. about it. I'd like to know. Be like, hey, guy, I know we've never spoken, but I told, you know, my 10 year old cousin to listen. And I'll be like, why did you do that? We curse so much, (laughs) but I will appreciate it. (laughs) Um, but we're proud members. Good spirit. Good spirit. (laughs) Right. We're proud members of the giant size team up network, giant size team up.com. We're also proud members of the Batman podcast network. Uh, I ha- we've they told us that we were accepted, but they still don't have us listed on their site. I don't know why. So uh, we're gonna have to get on them about that. The damn um, internet and their glitches. <laughs> yeah, more like people just being busy and not being not having time to do stuff. Uh, we're we did mention back. the ads a few weeks earlier, right? All right. So yeah, we're uh, gonna be coming back with all manner of reviews. You know, next week. 
and another news episode. So yep. don't fret. You have a ton of stuff to look forward to. And uh, until then, keep some DC on your screen. Is that good? Is I that- like it. I like it. Okay. Cue us up. <laughs> Woo! Now more than ever, it's important for you and your family to enjoy the spaces you're in most often. Visit fergusonshowrooms.com to shop online or schedule a personalized consultation to meet with our experts at your local Ferguson bath, kitchen, and lighting gallery. Together, we'll help you make the most of home and create a space you'll love to live in. Get started on your project and discover extraordinary products like the Pro Grand Range by Thermidor. Get the max out of your tax refund at iMart Express. With two pairs starting under 40 bucks, you'll spend less on the have-tos and keep more for the want-tos. Our quality glasses are made in-store by skilled lab techs that take care of your glasses from start to finish, getting them back to you with same-day speed. Get two pairs of glasses starting under 40 bucks or two pairs of progressives for under 80. Our prices won't break the bank. Your tax refund goes further at iMart Express.